Once again, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Red Pill News. As always, I'm your host, Zach Payne, the corruption detector, and today I have a series of very interesting stories to bring you. First of all, we're going to be looking at an update on the murder of young Kaylor Ellison over the weekend. New information coming out about the man who drove him down with his SUV because he was conservative. Then we're going to take a look at some competing bits of reporting coming from the left and the right on none other than our friend J.R. Majewski, who, by the way, will be the newest representative for Ohio's 9th District come the election in November. Then we must check in with New York Attorney General Letitia James, who this morning in a press conference announced her latest attack on President Trump and his family. And then finally, we're going to round it out with some coverage on the situation here in Florida and Ron DeSantis sending those illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. And we have to also talk about the Bexar County Sheriff who has announced he's going to be looking at charges for Ron DeSantis for doing so. Either way, these people are insane and they wouldn't be fighting back so hard if they weren't losing. So do me a favor, sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn because we're going to be right back after this. I don't understand the differences. 41-year-old Shannon Brandt had a tough time understanding the charges against him, vehicular homicide, and leaving the scene of a deadly accident. A judge ordered Brandt held on $50,000 cash, which he objected, saying he's not a flight risk. I have a job and a, and a, a life and a house and things that I don't exactly want to see, you know, go by the wayside. Family that are very important to me. Well, my friends, that clip I showed you right there was of the man I informed you about yesterday, 41-year-old Shannon Brandt, the man who murdered an 18-year-old kid in North Dakota over the weekend. He drove him down with his SUV because he believed that he was part of some MAGA extremist movement. Now, I warned you yesterday that Shannon Brandt is probably not going to be an isolated incident because it was only two weeks ago that Joe Biden went on national television with that blood-red background and attacked more than half of the country, probably three quarters of the country, calling MAGA Republicans extremists and likening them to uh, perhaps domestic terrorists or, or the worst types of people. He said that we were a threat to democracy. Well, Joe, remember, this is a republic. It's not a democracy. Uh, and as it stands right now, you are the greatest threat to this nation because you use inflammatory rhetoric like you did the other night. It's backed up by people in the mainstream media and it's backed up by people in your own party. And this right here is the result. Now, the judge gave Shannon Brandt a $50,000 cash bond, which it looks like he was able to achieve. So now Shannon Brandt is back out on the street. He is free to drive over any other Republicans if he so desires. I love in that clip how Shannon is talking about the things in his life that matter to him. Because as I stated yesterday, I'm sure these things matter just as much to young Kaylor Ellingson and to his mother, who he was on the phone with just prior to being run over by this psychopathic crazy person right here. Now, I'm going to say it again. I believe that there is also a connection between that speech Joe Biden delivered in front of the nation, the rhetoric he used, and the end result that we received over the weekend. And I think you're going to see this happening again in the future. Now, Mia Cathal over here on Twitter was able to put together a nice little thread telling us about Shannon Brandt. It would appear after being released from jail there, uh, he went about the process of scrubbing his social media, probably didn't want people's 
seeing that he had talked openly about violence against people who did not have the same political leanings as he did. Uh, also, there has been a GoFundMe that's been set up by uh, someone uh, for Kaylor Ellingson's family, Nicole Clifton Geisler. Don't know who that is, but uh, I would imagine since it's widely being shared, this is probably official. We also have an affidavit for the charges and the actual warrant asking for the ability to search Shannon Brandt's person and his property. The part that is the most shocking to me is the cavalier attitude that Shannon Brandt has in the courtroom, uh, kind of incredulously telling the judge that he's got things he cares about and he wants to go home. He doesn't want his own life ruined, but he had absolutely no compunction about ending the life of this young man. Uh, so I can only hope that uh, Shannon Brandt is going to receive the fullest extent of punishment available to him under the law. I hope that people see this is what happens when you engage in unnecessary political violence uh, based upon uh, absolutely nothing at all. As far as I can tell, uh, the only thing that happened between these guys was a few words that were exchanged. Shannon Brandt also said that he thought Kaylor Ellingson was going to attack him. And uh, it just makes absolutely no sense because he was the one in the car. He was the one driving after this young man. Uh, and uh, it, this could not be a more tragic story. So uh, I'm going to continue to report on it as the information comes out. Please continue to pray for Kaylor's family and uh, and for him as well. All right, and next, I want to talk about these competing lines of reporting coming out of the left and right wing media about my friend J.R. Majewski. Now, J.R. in the article in Breitbart, right wing, they're talking about the actual issues. They're talking about Tim Ryan actually calling for killing and confronting the MAGA movement. Of course, that's something that is very relevant in light of the last story I just brought you. Now, JR, for his part in this interview that was performed live over the weekend at the rally in Ohio, he said, I don't think it's hyperbole. And that is in specific reference to Tim Ryan's statement about killing MAGA. And what did we have over the weekend? We had somebody who killed MAGA. Tim Ryan and Joe Biden are of the same ilk. They are cut from the same cloth. And this is indicative of what happens when you use this kind of language and you have the type of platform that they do. Now, if we take a look at Yahoo News, what do they say? They say that JR misrepresented his military service. They're trying to drive a wedge between JR and the veterans and the patriots who would vote for him over Marcy Captor. Now, of course, in the article, they also attack me. Uh, they mention my name as something that should make people not want to vote for JR. But I'll tell you what, what Yahoo News doesn't understand, what CNN doesn't understand, is that the American people are sick and tired of politicians. You look into anybody's background, you're going to find something you can go ahead and attack them for. That goes for all of the politicians that are in office right now. The only difference is the political pundits working at places like Yahoo News, they don't want to look into the backgrounds of these people. When was the last time you saw an article written about Morning Joe and the aide that ended up dead in his office? Uh, when was the last time you read something about Joe Biden and the multiple rape allegations against him? Uh, you can come up with anything and you can probably write an article about it. So, of course, they're going to choose JR they're going to say that he did not actually serve in Afghanistan. They're going to say that he's lying about who he is. I can tell you what, JR is not lying about who he is. And JR is a political outsider. And that's why the people of Ohio are going to vote for him and elect him come November. Now, you know, one thing I'm constantly reminded of when I see attacks like that on my good friend J.R. Majewski or attacks in the mainstream media on people like me 
I'm reminded that they wouldn't have to write those attacks if it wasn't for the fact that they were losing the narrative. That's what they're most afraid of. And when it comes down to it, they can't win on equal terms. They certainly can't win on the issues. They can't debate us on anything of substance. And so they have to resort to dirty tricks. And that's exactly what New York AG Letitia James is doing with her latest lawsuit in which she seeks to make President Trump pay $250 million. She also wants to ban him from running any New York businesses or buying any real estate for the next five years. When you have somebody who is as corrupt as Letitia James, who has openly stated that she has this vicious hatred for Donald Trump and she would do anything she could to take him down, it really is not all that surprising that she continues to attempt to do so. Now, on Wednesday, earlier today, she held a press conference. She said that she has been investigating the Trump organization. This time, she claims that they have inflated the value of some of their properties. Now, probably what she did was take a look at the values from one year and then compare it to the values of another year when prices had dropped or maybe when President Trump's net worth had changed. But in this press conference earlier today, she said, I have filed a lawsuit against Donald Trump for engaging of years of financial fraud to enrich himself, his family and the Trump organization. And this next part is laughable. There aren't two sets of laws for people in this nation. Former presidents must be held to the same standards as everyday Americans. Well, as far as I'm aware, this is the first time a former president has been held to anything like the standards of average everyday Americans. She claims that Donald Trump is going to have to pay $250 million. He's going to be banned from running any New York businesses for good. She's going to be banning both he and the Trump organization from buying any commercial real estate in New York for five years. And she plans to make a criminal referral to the DOJ. Now, it would be bad enough that she was going after President Trump, but she's also going after the Trump children. That would be Don Jr., Eric, Ivanka, and other defendants. Certainly, those other defendants she's going to attempt to use to flip them against President Trump to get them to say anything nasty to implicate him in crimes. But President Trump, in my opinion, has not committed any crimes, and Letitia James will only be successful in forcing President Trump to spend more money on defense attorneys. If only President Trump and the average everyday American that finds themselves being maliciously prosecuted, such as Letitia James is doing, if only we could go after her and get our money back when it comes down to it at the end of the day. Because even if she isn't successful at getting him put in jail or having him barred from buying businesses or or trading in real estate, she will undoubtedly be successful in forcing him to spend that money on yet another witch hunt. Okay, and finally, we're going to check in with Ron DeSantis and the situation with illegal migrants here in Florida. Now, I brought you word yesterday on Occam's Razor about the Bexar County Sheriff who was looking to file some sort of charges against Ron DeSantis, looking into maybe going after him for human trafficking. But the funny thing is, he's not even in the state of Florida. We do know he's a registered Democrat, and now we know that he also is soft on crime in his own county. His name is Sheriff Javier Salazar, and he made national news yesterday when he claimed that Ron DeSantis may have committed crimes by sending those illegal immigrants to the vacation haven of the elites. That would be Martha's Vineyard. Now, 
One thing that we did learn yesterday also is that he ignored a triple murder case. You would think that this guy would want to take care of crime in his own area. Instead, he is looking into investigating Florida and things that are not crimes. This is so typical of Democrats. Another witch hunt, another investigation into something that doesn't need to be investigated. The people making the accusations against him regarding these triple murders are the two families who were directly involved, the ones who were affected by the murders of their loved ones. There was a shooting, apparently. Two young girls were shot to death and their mother back in 2019. And to this point, no one has gone down for the crime. The families affected are the Bribescus and Montez families, and they're asking Ken Paxton, the Texas Attorney General, to appoint the Texas Rangers to investigate those deaths back in January of 2019. It was a 10-year-old child, a 16-year-old child, and a 37-year-old mother. These families want closure. These people are angry. They want investigations into the murders of their loved ones. But Sheriff Salazar, instead of looking into those murders, is in inflicting more pain, adding insult to injury by going on TV and peacocking about what Ron DeSantis is doing. Now, again, there was nothing illegal about what Ron DeSantis did, but that's not going to stop the left from continuing to attempt to attack him. Now there is a class action lawsuit brought against a group of left-wing attorneys, and they are claiming what was done to these illegal aliens, putting them on a private jet sending them to the beautiful locale of Martha's Vineyard. Well, apparently that is cruelty akin to what they fled in their home country. I guarantee you in Venezuela, nobody ever offered to put them on a private jet or send them to the beach haven getaway of people like Barack Obama. The other lie they're telling is that these are immigrants. No, they're illegal aliens and they're pursuing the proper channels for lawful immigration status. Well, if that was the case, then they would have already received their immigration papers before illegally coming to the United States of America. Now, besides Ron DeSantis in this lawsuit, they have also named the Florida Department of Transportation, the Secretary of the Florida Department of Transportation, and five other unnamed individuals. Who are these people? They are lawyers for civil rights. Lawyers for civil rights. Uh, I wish they would fight for the civil rights of the people of the United States of America. They're claiming that Ron DeSantis gained the trust of these illegal by giving them $10 McDonald's gifts cards. What a payoff. In a statement to Fox News, Governor DeSantis's spokesperson, Taryn Fenske, said the lawsuit is political theater by opportunist activists and brought new information to the forefront that these illegals actually signed a consent form to allow themselves to be transported. Now, of course, it is in English, but it also happens to be in Spanish. So they signed the Spanish language portion, and uh, as long as they were able to read, then they were well aware of what was going to happen to them. In that form, in English and Spanish, it reads that they agree to hold the benefactor or its designated representatives harmless of all liability arising out of or in any way relating to any injuries and damages that may occur during the agreed transport to locations outside of Texas until the final destination of Massachusetts. These migrants signed the forms before boarding the flights in both Texas and in Florida, and there's absolutely no reason that this lawsuit will be allowed to proceed because it's baseless based upon the fact that these immigrants were homeless, helpless, and abandoned, and they were given gift cards for McDonald's, God forbid they should get some food in their bellies before hopping on that private jet and being sent off to beautiful locations, the same places that are good enough for Barack Obama, Joe Biden, and Nancy Pelosi. 
Now, some of you out there may think I'm being inflammatory, but I don't think so. I want you to really think about this. We've got the entirety of the mainstream media. We've got most Democrat politicians, and we've got plenty of celebrities all speaking out all day, every day, in video, on social media, in their posts, saying pretty much the same thing, that they need to get rid of us. They need to kill us off. They need to destroy our movement. They would throw us in prison. They would throw us in the gulag. They would end our lives simply because they don't agree with what we believe. We believe in this nation. We believe in what America was founded upon. We believe in our faith and we believe in our future. And there's no way that those two things can exist. The violent world that the Democrats are pushing and the future of America, they are totally mutually exclusive. They cannot exist in the same place. So something has to change. The media needs to be held accountable. The politicians need to be held accountable. And the celebrities that are echoing their refrains need to be held accountable as well. You're never going to hear people on our side calling for violence, calling for riots in the street. We don't want that. We want a peaceful resolution. We want America to thrive, and we want every single person to have the right to thrive, to have the right to live, no matter what they believe, no matter what God they worship, no matter who they are inside. Every single one of them is a human being, and none of them deserve what happened to Kaylor Ellingson. I want to thank everyone for joining me. As always, this has been Red Pill 78. My name is Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector, and this was another edition of Red Pill News. Good luck, everyone, and God bless.